Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, Jamie Eisner here, and by now you've already heard that we have joined the Draft Network. We're super excited to be a part of the team, but I wanted to record this little open because this episode you're about to hear today was already in the can last week. We didn't want to release it until we made our official announcement, but there was some big news that broke late in the week that we have to discuss for fantasy purposes, so I want to get you some of that analysis right here, right now. Uh, as of the end of July, it does not appear that Tyreek Hill will be suspended for any games. Uh, something could certainly change between now and the beginning of the season, but uh, he is right now not currently set to miss any time. So where should you draft him in fantasy drafts? So right now, he shoots up all the way to my wide receiver five. He's between Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham Jr. for me. Uh, I would take him in the second round. I have him picked number 16 overall for me in 12-team half-point PPR leagues. It would be very similar in full-point PPR leagues. So if you're trying to wonder where you could take him, I think the middle of the second round is a great point. Um, If you have him ahead or behind of Odell Beckham Jr., that's kind of personal preference based on injury. But he, to me right now, is a clear top 20 pick and a definitely clear wide receiver one for you until further notice. We're going to get through the NFC East and the AFC East and their win total. So we're going to be looking at no, no, no. So, so you know, I really to make this clear. The number, the first number, the eleven. That's the Vegas number. The parentheses were my picks, so oh, I realized I might, I might treat you up. I'm so glad you that's the that over under is on the, the first number. So Vegas is eleven. Yeah. So eleven, six and a half, seven and a half, five, nine and a half. Nine. So that's the Vegas number. Okay. Sorry, I realized that I. You're all good. You're all good. So, all right. I'm just going to start it over again. We're yeah. going to do them on Fridays, correct? Yes. Yeah. Every Friday is going to be our. Okay. Three, two, one. We're just going to start it off by calling it Vegas Fridays. We're going to have every Friday, we're going to have prop totals, and we're going to have gambling tips. We're going to be talking about things that are going on. And in the offseason, we're getting into some prop bets that we like, some team totals that we like or dislike. And uh, we're going to end this with a Super Bowl bet that we all like. So a little, little fun if you're in Vegas. This is the time to have to have some fun, put in some of these prop bets. And listen, at the end of the day, there's sports books and like, six other places yeah. other than Vegas now. So by the by the end of this football season, we might be looking at Illinois just passed. Chicago's going to have a sports There's going to be more and more monthly if they go on. Correct. So let's start off with the team totals, though. Uh, we're looking at the NFC East and the AFC East. Uh, we finished their divisional previews in fantasy football. So if you want to go back and listen to both of those, you can listen to both of those divisional previews. But we are doing team totals. In Vegas, the Patriots team total for wins this season is 11. Are you guys going over or under? I'll start. I just said on the last show, I got him winning the division at 10 and six. I don't know that I would touch that with a 10 foot pole to bet it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I could easily see him going 12 and four. So I'm not touching it, but I'll have to say under, cause I already said, I think they're going to go 10 and six and take a little bit of a step back. Yeah. This is one of those teams you never bet on the Patriots because they're just, there's it's just like the Yankees in baseball. The public just drives everything up. So everything you can't get any, yeah, there's no value there, there at all. I, I would take the over slightly. Just, their schedules. Awful. I think they, they could easily. I go five and one in that division without breaking a sweat, and at that point, the rest of their schedule is not that much not that much better either. I think they can win twelve or thirteen games. They have the second easiest schedule, right? Is yeah, that what you tied for second easiest schedule. Only the Redskins have an easier schedule. That's insane to me. Uh, yeah, eleven wins is a pretty average year for the Patriots. It's pretty much what they what they do. They're not an eleven win team on paper. 
But Same. with that schedule and with that head coach, they're going to find a way. That's to kind of what I'm saying is you don't know who, which team's going to step up. Yeah. That schedule might the schedule's never as easy at the end of the season as it was in preseason. I'm not putting as much on that as a lot of people do. It's much more relevant fantasy. But yeah, I, I wouldn't touch that one. All right, the Bills total is six and a half. Over under, you like the bet? What do you like? I'm going to go under here. I don't like this one either. I just, I have a lot of concerns about that Bills offense. I'm just not, I think their defense is solid. I just don't like the way that offense is. I think they're at best the third best team in that division. I I just can't, I can't see a scenario where they are flirting with 500. I just can't. I got them six and 10, so I'm going to have to take the under, but I wouldn't touch that one either. They're going to be solid. I think they're going to be in a lot of games that they're going to play really good defense, but. I wouldn't touch that. You want to see if like Josh Allen takes another step forward in his development. I want to see if they throw I think the ball. He will. There's, there's, a lot of help. there's not a lot of options. There are a lot of there are a lot of people in the backfield. I don't know if there are a lot of good people in the backfield. The receiving core is nothing special. Zay Jones, Robert Foster, John Brown doesn't do much for me. Yeah, I, I can just, see them being seven and nine. You know, I could see them being yeah. that team. I just, I mean, they've done it a couple of years ago where they just popped up out of nowhere yeah, and they, I, they were a relevant team. But I think I they're going to play team football. Yeah. You That's know, Sean McDermott, the right. coach. Just I don't the roster. At a certain point, you got to look at the roster and you go. It matters. It's, it just matters, and there's a talent discrepancy there in a lot of positions that matter. Uh, the New York Jets seven and a half in Vegas. Yeah, I was disappointed that the line was so high. Uh, I have them slightly under. I have them getting seven wins this year. Uh, my friend that we actually we were driving to Vegas last week and we did this these over unders. If you're familiar in the Arizona market, all his name's Luke Lipinski. He has them at nine wins actually. Interesting. Th- their schedule. Is I don't care what the numbers say. Their schedule is stupid easy. They don't play anybody besides the Patriots all season. Uh, but I, I can't. But Vegas knows that too, which is why it's at seven and a half. I do think this is a team that could flirt with five hundred because they don't play anybody ever. Uh, but uh, I guess I got to take the slight under here. There's not a lot of value in this division. I got him a seven and nine. Wouldn't touch it. I think yeah. this defense alone could win some games for him. I think Darnold takes a big step forward. And if they're that much in contention, then I don't think we're going to go to the Lady on Bell thing I talked about on the last show of him pouting and what kind of effort you're going to get. I think he's going to be the guy and the biggest reason why that they're that good. Uh, but I wouldn't touch this. I'll be interested to see when we do the rest of our prop bets what team in the NFL has the lowest win total. But the Miami Dolphins have to be one of those teams that is one of the lowest in Vegas at five. Yeah, uh, I would take the under here, but I don't love it. There's only one under five. There's only one bet I've ever done to take an under under five, which I believe was last year with the Cardinals, where it was like five and a half, and I took the under. Uh, it's just well, so. It's just so, there are a lot of bad teams, but it's tough to be two win bad or three win bad. It's really tough to be that bad. I have the Dolphins down for three wins right now. I, I think that I never feel comfortable predicting anybody to have that few wins. Uh, I would take the under here, but I don't think there's a lot of value at all in this division because we all know what's going to happen. I got Miami as one in fifteen, the worst team in football. Period. End of story. They're going to suck. That means a lot from you because you are always talking me back to kind of the average yeah. of like the football rosters. There's not that much discrepancy. There's a lot team. of discrepancy on this roster. Yeah. There's a lot of discrepancy on this coaching staff. Yeah. I, this this Patriots thing, we're going to hire the next guru, has not worked. Frabel <laughs> showed me a little bit last year. Yeah. They played really good defense, really good special teams were in every game, and the quarterback play sucked, and they were still pretty good. He's the I only one that I don't buy this trend. at all. I think they're going to be terrible. Okay. No home field advantage. No, at all. They've never There's had. nothing that says they can steal two or three. Nothing. No, and the and the win that they get will probably be a stupid one. It'll yes. probably be like it'll the be, New it'll, England. Yeah, it'll be the, the New England home game that they always seem That's to win. That's kind of what I'm saying. New England yeah. still has to go down there and play. Yeah, and it might be week 17. I haven't even looked at yeah. the schedule. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. That's so funny. 
All right, the Philadelphia Eagles move into the NFC East here. The Philadelphia Eagles' win total in Vegas is nine and a half. That's high. Um, I'm still going to take the over. Uh, I think there's a very clear haves and haves not in this division. I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are the very much the class of the division, and then there is a massive pile of crap, and then you get to the Redskins <laughs> and Giants. Like I, th- I think it's a huge gap. Yeah, I think it's almost as big of a gap as Patriots. It's a bigger gap than Patriots Jets. I think between those top two and the bottom two of the division. I'm going to take the over here, but there's a lot of risk here. If Carson Wentz get hurt, I mean, Nate Sudfeld and yeah, Cody no. Kessler are the backups yeah, there. Yeah, no, I mean, you just kiss that back goodbye. If they miss the, I mean, if he misses any time, I think it's a risk. And again, the other risk here is you have another team in that division that's really damn good too. Yeah. So I'm going to take the over, but I'm not going to feel great about it. I got him 10 and 6. I got, I got, I guess that means I'm taking the over. I'm not touching that. There's a lot of question marks in this team. I don't think they have enough uh, options on offense, enough weapons. They got some guys they're going to have to count on, but they're going to have to develop. And you're not going to be able to, you're not going to know that until probably week six, eight. A lot not to like here. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think they're going to be pretty solid. I think they're going to be a lot of games. I love Carson Wentz, but to say that they're going to go more than ten and six, they're going to have to prove it to me. All right, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are nine, slightly under the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jake, I'll go to you first here. This one I might touch. I got the Cowboys at 11-5. and five. I think they win the division. They have a home field advantage. I like the way this team is set up. Yeah. They're going to run it. They're going to take shots. The yeah, offensive you have a line. margin for error, too. If you think they're an 11-5 and five team, that's two wins more than what you have in Vegas. So you're looking for a number. And I'm usually only a half to maybe one. That's like all these. Uh this one I might look at because I, I think I think they could go twelve and four. I think they could get hot. I think this young young team could get some swag that would make them really really tough to beat. I agree. This is the one I really like. Uh, I have the over on nine as well. I think they're a twelve and four team. I think okay. I think the, the Cowboys are a sleeping giant this year. That defense is God. It pains me to say that. I, I, it does. And, and but, listen to it, but it, it's on it's paper true. they proved it. They're tough. They're going to be really tough to beat. Their offense got better. Their defense. If Sean Lee's even remark. A little bit healthy is really helpful. Lake Mandarash is a star. Yes. Uh, James Smith is, is back. Yeah. Being, I mean, that thing actually healed. Uh, I think, that, again, I think they're flying under the radar a little bit. We'll see if it stays that way throughout the preseason, but I think kind of people are looking at them as a fringe playoff team. I think they should, but they can win the East. Okay. think they can win the East. I like the over. Uh, the Washington Redskins total is six and a half. Jamie, uh, where are you going here? I'm going under here. Um, again, if I have both the, the Eagles and Cowboys in double-digit wins, odds are that a lot of those wins are going to come against the, the bottom of that division. Uh, Drake Gruden gets his guys up to play. Like I thought the, the Redskins way out exceeded my expectations last year, even though they didn't have a great season. That I thought they were going to have one of the worst teams in the league. I just I don't know where the talent is on this team. The running back situation, they have some talent there, but their guys are banged up, and I don't know what the situation is going to look like. They have no pass catchers on this team. Uh, the combination of Case Keenum and Colt McCoy and Dwayne Haskins, a quarterback, their, their defense got worse. I just, I just don't see the talent on this team that they can hang in that six or seven win category. I got the under and I like it. The biggest reason why they took Haskins, he's going to play. Yeah. If they suck the first eight weeks, he's playing the second half of the season. You're not winning with that. He has nobody to throw it to. Running back room's a mess. The offensive line sustained some injuries towards the end of the year that I think could linger in this year. If they have any of those, they're done. The defense is not going to be as good. I got them going four and twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm at five and eleven, so right. we're we're well, pretty much well, in the same boat. Uh, and by the way, if Jay Gruden gets fired, that's somebody that I would be first in line to try to hire to my team. Uh, I don't know why we don't. Also, why don't we talk about Jay Gruden's coaching tree? Why doesn't Jay Gruden get any credit for Shanahan and McVay? Very interesting. Can, can somebody tell me why he gets none? And how they all all we hear about everybody that Belichick ever coaches, and I yeah. love Belichick gets he gets credit for good, bad, or indifferent. 
why doesn't why doesn't his coordinators get any credit for Jay Gruden? I just want him to Both play callers for him that yes. he turned over the reins to. So. Yes. Pretty, pretty damn good. I, I, I can't know game. why he doesn't get any credit. Especially considering those are two good options when you talk yes. about Belichick and he gets credit for guys that have gone and been a, a disaster. Yes. A all disaster. the GMs leave and they all suck. Yes. yes. Not all so, of them. But because it's all Belichick, everybody. Yeah, but yeah, like, not even replicated what's going on. No, there. so I, I just think Jay Gruden deserves a little bit more love. It's clearly the best Gruden coaching in the NFL. Oh, boom! I was waiting. I was waiting for the anti Raiders. Uh, I'm not anti Raiders. I'm anti John Gruden. I want to yes. make that really clear. Yes, I think I don't care what the Raiders either way. That, yeah. that could be a close one this year. Yeah, uh, Jake. We moving on to the Giants. Yeah, we're on Giants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six. Six. I like the under. I got them four and twelve. Could be three and thirteen. I don't know that they have enough anywhere to make a run to get to six or seven wins. To me, that's an easy one for Vegas to throw out there because you got a lot of. I mean, a lot of Giants. The recent poll I saw was the Giants have the best, fourth best fan base in the NFL. It's New York. New York. Uh, I don't see where they can get six. Uh, you can't rely on Saquon enough to win enough games. The defense is going to be better, but I don't. They're going to have some injuries somewhere. If it's on the offensive line or the defense, they're not. They're not deep enough to make anything happen. Yeah, I agree. I have been four and twelve as well. I don't see a clear path to six. I think their offense is better than people are going to think it is if everybody's healthy. But I still don't think it's good. That defense, I it's all over the place. I, I just, to me, I just I, I think the quarterback situation is just a massive anchor on this team, and nothing is going to improve on that team until they figure that out. And I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer to that problem either. If he gets it, no. Yeah, uh, with all due respect to David Gettleman, I think everybody in the NFL community was shaking yeah. their head when that was the pick at that time. Uh, that wasn't only Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, to move Snacks Harrison away, and then I forgot the guy they drafted with the 17th pick was the same player. Like, He's I, the I first and second down only guy. He's not yeah. even a three-down guy. Yeah. The corner, they like. He can match up, but he can't run. But he can be a matchup guy. There are three first-round picks. One is going to play three downs. Yeah, I just I, – I don't – not good. No. Not a, not a good Again, they're a team that's fantasy relevant because of Saquon, because of Evan Ingram, Tate, Shepard, those guys. They're, they're, they're not real-life like, football relevant. No, they're not. No. Not uh, the six. All right, let's talk about some player prop bets that we like here. So we're going to get into the NFC. We'll start with the NFC East. Uh, Carson Wentz over under on 4,250.5 passing yards. I'm going to take the slide under here. I, I have him down. Uh, so to kind of give you a little bit of inside baseball to some of the rankings and stuff that you'll be able to see soon enough and there'll be info on how you can, you can access all of that. Um, I basically combine when I do, when I try to do my own projections, I combine seven different projection systems and I weight it based on past success. And I kind of get to these numbers. That's how I get the fantasy points. And I weigh that against injury all the others. So, but the projection number I got to was 4,129 yards for Wentz. That's slightly under. Um, I also like the under because of the injury risk. Uh, it's I was very possible. Say, assuming that you don't think he plays 16 games. I think even if he does play 16 games, it might be slightly under, uh, but I don't think he's going to finish 16 games. Uh, so to me, there's always value there for the under due to injury, but uh, I have it as pretty close, but I would take the under here. I picked him to go 10 and 6. The only way they do that is if he plays 16 weeks. I think he's at 44, 4,500. So I'm going to take the over and feel pretty good about it, but he has to play all 16 weeks to do it. And they're going to need him if they're going to get to 10. There's nobody else on that offense that's going to be out of carry. No, he's going to have that. to go through him. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's not that hard to get to 43, 4,400 because he's going to throw it a lot more than they have in the past. Their running back room is whatever. Yeah. And if Miles Sanders, my my opinion, does become a three-down guy, that plays into Carson Wentz's hands. All right, Dak Prescott, over under here, 3,875.5 yards passing. Jake, I'll go to you first here. You like the over under there. I like the under. Everything goes through Zeke. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, and it's – 
I don't see enough weapons. They're going to have to throw it 40 times a game to get to 38-75. I don't see that happening. I don't I'm, see them throwing it 30 in most It's not going to be the Cowboys offense. No, I have it under as well. I have a little over 3,700. And, yeah, I mean, this whole offense runs through Zeke. Uh, and I think there's going to be some more dump-off plays and whatnot. And, and again, that doesn't count – Dak runs around a little bit. Not a lot, but he runs around a little bit, particularly in the red zone. That's why he ends up scoring five or six. 3,800. This team is 12 and four, and he's a pro bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it might be a good year to do it for the contract he's looking at. Yeah, so. I mean, that's. But yeah, I, I would take the slight under here. I, just, I don't think he needs to touch 4,000 yards. Not for them to win. No. I think it's probably a bad scenario. If he's up around 4,000 yards, more likely that means something happened to Zeke. Yeah, which is more mean. The yeah, yeah, more the defense. Uh, Amari Cooper, over under on 1,100.5 yards receiving. So I have it ever so slightly. I have 1,080, so I'm 20 yards below what Ooh, they have. Uh, I'm, I'm not touching this one. I, I would take the slight under. Again, no matter what bet you make, you always have an advantage betting the under in these scenarios because you, if guys – you know, tears ACL in week three, you win the bet. I mean, that's not how you want to win the bet, but that's the reality of the scenario. Yeah. I'm going to take the under here, though. I think he plays all 16 weeks with Dak, and he doesn't get to 950. I got Ooh. the under, and I'd actually feel okay about it. Okay. All right. The under for both of you. And, uh, and for most of these player pops, they're usually like minus 115 each way. So there's not really a lot of value on one versus the other. So you're really just kind of picking what you think. All right. Let's do rushing. Uh, the two head honchos uh, when it comes to fantasy running backs – Let's start here with Saquon Barkley, the over-under being 1,350.5 rushing yards. I have the under, and I feel good about it. Um, I think he's going to rack up a lot of yards in the receiving game. These are not total yards. These are just rushing yards. I have him down for closer to about 1,200, 1,250 uh, rushing yards total. I just don't think he's going to be able to – Look, the Giants going to be down 1,000 points in most of these yeah. games. I don't know how many times they're going to actually run the ball. Uh, we don't see a lot of 13, 14, 1,500-yard running backs anymore. He's going to be close to 2,000 total. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be able to get the. I don't think he's going to be able to be over 1350. I think he might be a thousand thousand guy, and I think this would yeah. be better if he has 100 catches. Yeah. Over under, I got him under and feel pretty good about it too. All right, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, slightly over uh, where you have Saquon Barkley at the over under at 1,380.5 rushing yards. Uh, Jake, I'll go to you first here. Over under. I think he gets 1,500. Maybe sixteen, seventeen hundred. They're going to go eleven and five, and it's all going to go through him. He's going to have to play every week, yeah, and not be limited on, on touches. He's but he's been durable. Yep. He's proven that to me. He's damn capable of that. The offensive line is going to be better. Having Amari Cooper that you have to at least pay attention to yep. with two guys mm-hmm. does nothing but help him. I think that's. I think this. I feel pretty good about this one too. Yeah, I have the over as well. I have him touching close to fourteen hundred rushing yards on the ground. Again, I, I'm big on Ezekiel Elliott. If, if you listen to our NFC East episode. I think there's a legit argument to be made that he's the number one running back in fantasy, and he's the number one player that you take. I just the more the more I hear you two talk about because I'm, I'm so we all it pains all of us to say anything nice about the Cowboys, right? Yeah, it's I, just, I, I, I like it's just they're the Cowboys. They're they are who they are, and their fans are obnoxious, and that's just that's the Cowboys fan base. But at the same time, Ezekiel Elliott is the more we talk about it, the more I'm talking myself into Zeke being the number one overall. Here's another reason. The more why. I hear it. Guy, when I'm betting on a guy, if I'm betting on a guy to get to a number, yes. he always falls forward. He ain't yeah. afraid yes. to run a third and two. He ain't afraid to stick it in there and no, get three. And, and he still thinks he's taking the house on the next yes. one. He's whether always up, whether up twenty or down twenty. He doesn't yes. care. No, he no. is an absolute animal, and he proved it to me. He's got enough Earl Campbell in him to get dirty <laughs> yards and doesn't mind doing it, and can still come back and play and not get beat up from it. So I, I feel pretty good about that one. If you're going to take one of these, 
All right, let's move on to the AFC East prop bets. We're going to start with uh, the passing yards with Tom Brady at 4,150.5 yards. Jamie, you going over under? I'm actually going to go over on this one. Okay. I, I think that – I don't think they're going to run the ball quite as effectively as they did last year. They will run the ball. He doesn't have as many options, but I think there's going to be a lot of yards for Edelman and White to get this year. I have him floating with about 4,300 yards. Brady still gets the volume. He's not anywhere nearly as efficient as he used to be. But I think there's still enough volume there for him to get it. And I do think the Patriots are going to have to play – I'm not say from behind, but they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more effectively because I'm a little bit down on Sony Michelle. I got him closer to 4,000. I wouldn't touch this with anything. Okay. No, no, no tight end with – hurts. With no Gronk, there's a lot of yards that are coming off of that. I don't, I don't think he gets to four thousand. But the I, one, would, I wouldn't yeah. touch it because it wouldn't surprise me if he threw five thousand. Because the, the most, the reality is too of all the quarterbacks, he's the one I'm most confident to play sixteen. Okay. In the NFL, yeah. So yeah, I think for sure. that's baked into some of that value too. Is that he just doesn't this time? No, he doesn't, uh, and that's because he protects himself and uh, does the TB12 method. Uh, Sam Darnold, three thousand six hundred and fifty point five yards. Uh, Jamie, what do you like? Over? Ever so slightly under. I have him about like 36, 18. Okay. Um, I don't feel good about this one at all because I do think he's going to take a step forward. It's tough because I think his he's going to take a step forward. I think the Gattamese's offense is going to hold him back a little bit. So I think he's going to end up right at, you know, kind of similar to where he was. I would probably avoid this one like the plague, but I'll take slightly under because I have to. Uh, I, like, I like the over and feel pretty good about it. You're only talking about 228 yards a game. Okay. We've got them going – Seven and nine. Yeah. It's going to have to go through him to get there. Yeah. Even if they go six and ten, that means they're losing in a lot of games. You're talking about a lot of garbage yards at the end of games. Le'Veon Bell is going to help his yard total because there's going to be a bunch of catches that he gets credit for in the past yeah, that are 30 and 40-yard runs. I'd feel pretty good about getting this. 228 yards a game for an NFL quarterback that was should that be. high of a draft pick yeah. that I think be. takes a big step forward this year, has more weapons. I feel pretty good about that one. All right, Josh Allen, uh, 3,200.5 yards. Uh, Jamie, what do you think? It, it's tough. I, I think I'm, I'm going to adjust what I have on here. I think I'm going to go slightly over, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a polished passer. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of passing attempts per game. I, I don't see them getting even into the 25 to 30 range in pass attempts. Like they were down like 15.4 or something when Josh Allen was in the game last year. But that's such a low total. Like if he just stays on the field. And it's like halfway competent, not even a quarter of the way competent. He should be able to get to that number. We're talking about an NFL quarterback drafted in the first round. I don't care that he has limited weapons. I don't. The only thing I can see is if it snows every game in December yeah. in that division because they're going to be on the road, that he doesn't get to this. Yeah, It's an absurdly low number. I mean, was he good? It was a rookie with no weapons that got thrown in there and whatever else. Yeah. I mean, he takes a step forward. I think he absolutely gets this. All right, the rushing. Wouldn't bet it. Yeah. But he absolutely. Yeah, I'm not betting on Josh Allen's arm. Yeah, no. Uh, Rushing prop bets that we like here. We're going to get into these last two. Sony Michelle, 1,120.5 yards. Jake, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts here? Under. I don't think he gets 1,000. I think he takes a big step back because I don't think he plays all 16 games. I think Burkhead takes away. I think Harris takes away. I think White takes away. Uh, I think he'll have some big weeks, but I don't think he's going to put enough of them together. He's got too many lingering things from college that are they're going to beat him up a little bit. I think. I agree with the under. Um, I think if he plays most of the season, he can flirt with a thousand. But I just don't. I don't think they're going to use him like they did toward the end of last year or the postseason. They're just too many backs. I think they're going to really like Damian Harris when they get him in camp and they see what he can do. And people forget 
remember what the New England backfields have always been yeah, for the last like ten in, years. You can't fall in love with anybody because they come and go. Here's another fast. reason I like Damian Harris, even though he was a four-year starter in four national championship games. Craziest stat I've ever heard. He yeah. started in four straight yeah. national championships. Yeah, that's nuts. He also had all those other guys he played with. He was the starter. Yeah, all those. He's he's fresh. He didn't have a lot of injuries. He didn't have a ton of carries to beat him up. He's gonna look really fresh on days on Wednesdays, Thursdays in practice. Where Sony Michelle's going to look a little gimpy. Yeah. And Belichick's going to go with, okay, I'll split the carries, take a little bit away from the gimpy guy, and put the fresh guy in there. I don't think they're going to look that different in practice. And look, Michelle's knee is going to be a problem. Yes. Like it, it has been, it's going to be for the rest of his career. So if it's from a football perspective, it makes sense to not give Sony Michelle 27 touches a game. Yeah. Because and Belichick's going to want to give him yeah. to him in December. But by that time, he might like Harris more. Burkhead, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The, uh, we're going to Le'Veon Bell here. 1,123. 25.5 yards. Uh, Jake, I'll let you go first. Uh, over, under. I feel pretty good about the over. I mean, you're paying that much money. The volume's going to be there. I think the team's going to be competitive. We talked about the schedule. Uh, that means they're not playing a ton of good defenses, if that's the schedule. I mean, yep. the Patriots are probably going to shut him down, but he's still going to get 20 carries in that game. Um, I, he'd have to get hurt, and that's really the the probably why this number is where it is, because yeah, people are thinking sure. he's not going to play 16 weeks. I think he could get there if he plays 13. Okay. Just off sheer volume. I'm going to take the slight under because I, I don't think he plays 16 games. I think he's going to get a lot of volume in the passing game too. So I think his total yards are going to be up where we would expect them to be. Uh, but I'm going to take the slight under there. I just think there's so much risk with Le'Veon Bell this year. A ton of risk, yeah. Ton that of risk. I, think but I, I mean, if he plays yeah. enough, I don't think there's any way he doesn't get there. True. Okay. If he plays 16 games, he goes way over that. We're but gonna, I, just don't, I just don't know if he is. We're going to finish with two fun bets here. So we're going to give our, our, our best Super Bowl bet. So that means – just some a value, right? You you like it enough yeah. to take it, um, and it's and it's a team that you legitimately think can win the Super Bowl. We're also going to do a Super Bowl long shot. So yeah, for the people that want to put the five bucks or ten bucks on somebody and just yeah. you know hope and pray, like the St. Louis, Louis Blues, Blues guy. I was going to say yeah. like the St. Louis Blues of this year, where it's more realistic that that can happen in another sport. It's pretty difficult to do that in in football, um, but. 50 to 1 odds or greater yeah, coming into time. the season to hit the Super Bowl long track. So, Jamie, I'll let you go first here. We'll start off with our best Super Bowl bet. So, to me, the one I think is the most likely and the best value because you kind of kind of have to combine the two. Yep. I like the Los Angeles Chargers at 13 to 1. I think the AFC is there for the taking. I think the Patriots are, their record is going to be better uh, than their actual team is going to be. Uh, I think the Browns are going to be good, but you typically like to see a steady progression of teams as they ascend to Super Bowl contention. It doesn't happen all at once. Uh, they basically have essentially a rookie head coach and a lot of new pieces there. Even if they do win 9, 10, or 11 games, what are they going to do when, they game, when they're playing December football, especially if they have to go on the road? Um, I think the Colts are good. I just don't think they're quite as good as the Chargers. I think the Steelers are still a playoff caliber team, but they don't have as much firepower as they have in years past. Uh, I, I'm i not sure Kansas City makes the postseason. I know I've talked about this on the – if you listen to the show before. I think they're a nine-win team. I think there are a lot of concerns I have about that team. I think the AFC is there for the taking. And the most talented team on paper for me is still the Los Angeles Chargers. So I like their odds there. It's on paper, and they've proven it. I agree with you. They're yeah. one of my favorites to get to the Super Bowl. I'm going to throw another one out there. I don't know what their rankings are. But I'm going to guess it's a great value bet. The Vikings. Okay. Mm, that's a good team took a big step back last year that has a ton of talent. I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a monster year. I think the only question mark is can Kirk Cousins be what he's being paid to be? Yeah. But they have weapons everywhere. The defense is solid. The coaching staff is solid. I love Zimmer. 
I'm, I'm guessing it's pretty good. 25 to 1. Yeah, I'm it's guessing good it's good value. I would put it I, – I feel really, really good about that. I think they're going to have a great year. Okay. I like that one. Uh, Super Bowl long shot. Jamie, what do you got here? Okay, so these ones I wanted to do either 50 to 1 or greater. Just to be like, if you're just going to throw out a couple bucks, um, I'm going to stick with the AFCs out there for the taking. I like the Denver Broncos at 70 to 1. Uh, I think they could sneak into that wild card spot. I think if there's any way that a upset can go through the postseason, it's with great defense. Their defense isn't what it was a few years ago, but I think Vic Fangio can scheme up that defense with enough stars there that are still kind of hanging on there that – if somebody's going to make a run, I think it's going to be from on the AFC side of things. I need this run to happen so bad because if Joe Flacco gets himself to another Super Bowl, Twitter on is going to lose yeah. their collective I love their running game. Mind. They have two really strong running backs. Yes, yes. I, Look, quarterback play is going to be a question, but it's not going to be worse than what it was the last couple of years. No. I'm concerned that, again, Manuel Sanders, I don't know if you can get much from him at all after that Achilles injury, but they still have some young weapons there. And the key is that defense. I think if they're going to make a run, I think the AFC is vulnerable. And I think that could be the team. I have them down for nine wins this year. Man, I love this bet. I think it's super, especially at 70 to 1. Like, 70 you, throw, to 1, yeah. you throw 5, 10 bucks, you know, you go in there. And 10 to win 700? Yeah. I'm going to throw one out there that should be in this category, but it's probably not, and that's Jacksonville. The other one would be. 40 to 1. They're close. All right. The other one would be the Titans. Okay. And they're 60 to 1. Okay. Yeah. So I'll throw the Titans out as my long shot bet at 60 to 1. Quarterback play, biggest question. But I learned a lot from this team last year. They're going to play a lot of good defense. Yep. They're going to be in a lot of games. I like what they did. They might have two quarterbacks. They're the exact same guy, and it doesn't really matter which one yeah. plays. But some of those young weapons really started coming on. Corey Davis, I think, could have a big year. They're going to be solid. They stay healthy. Who knows? But, I mean, we're talking about long shots here. So, yeah. I think that would be another one that's kind of out there and off the board. I mean, I think Jacksonville should be in that category. Doesn't surprise me that they're not. But, yeah, I think I, like, I actually like Tennessee probably a little yeah, bit more. Is, yeah. yeah, I like that one, too. And maybe it's because I had a great conversation with Kevin Byard. And I yeah, you're really a Titans like, homer now. You were yeah. national for the draft. And I, 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 like their, I like their defense, and I like Mike Grable. Like, I think he did a really good job. Really good offensive line. If yeah. Like, and that will take you a long way. I was going to say, if you, can, if you can have a good offensive line, you can establish the run, you play good defense, mistake-free football. He's the only guy I've ever seen leave Belichick, and he really yes. wasn't even there other than yeah. a player. And be able to scheme it up weekly that's different. Yeah. And they do a really good job. He, of he schemed it up last year against New England, if you recall. Oh, yeah. And kicked their ass. It was an aw- it was a it was a premier game for the Tennessee Titans last year. Now listen, these are long shots. Yes. So it's fun to talk about. But keep in mind this is not where that's we're not, not a I mean but that's a team either. that could easily go ten and six yeah. Yeah. and stay hot and be eleven and five. I mean that's not crazy. And it's like you were talking about AFC. I can't trust that enough, though, that AFC is vulnerable. Like, again, the Patriots might win 12 or 13 games. I took the over on it, but they're not a 12 or 13 win team. They just happen to play nobody. Yeah. Like, the Chargers are very Now, good. that division is brutal. Yes. For the Titans. Yes. So, no, it, it's brutal to get to, but they, they got to but it. They got the postseason last year. injuries here and there, and they get in, yeah, that's yeah, all I, I just I just think there's the AFC is ripe for the picking. I think this, right. is, this is a reason why I think the Chargers are a good value, because they're the best team, I think, in the AFC, and why the best long shots would come from there. Okay. I like it, guys. I think this this was a fun episode. It, it, the the sad part is it's such a teaser because it feels like I get I'm going to be able to watch some of this, and I got so long until yeah. football is actually here. But it is sure and so fun to to talk about and think about the playoffs and and what it's going to be like to watch another Super Bowl this year and what teams are going to be there. Uh, Jamie, any parting thoughts on today's podcast? I just can't trust it enough. If you're looking for value, AFC, I know I know I'm a broken record here, but I really think that there's 
we're seeing kind of a changing of the guard a little bit in the AFC. The Patriots are coming back down to earth. The Steelers are still good, but they're not what they were before. Baltimore, I'm really worried about Baltimore. Yeah. I think they're seven or still an eight-win team because John Harbaugh is going to get seven or eight wins out of anybody. Yeah. But that defense got appreciably worse. I think there's a lot of opportunity there, and I think the NFC is actually sneaky loaded. Yeah. I think there are like ten really strong teams in the NFC that could have winning records. So yeah, yeah I think there's a couple that could sneak up and bite somebody in, in the NFC too. So that's one a little bit harder for me to pick a long shot, just because I think there are a lot of teams there that are really good to get to them. So I would just keep an eye on the AFC this year. Jake, my juices are flowing. I'm excited. Yeah, we, we, we're back. Fun. We're back, and we're talking about the stuff we all love the most. This is uh, it's exciting stuff. It's uh, training camps around the corner. It all starts ramping up from there, fantasy, drafts. I mean, it's just uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, my parting thoughts are I hope you listen to our AFC East and NFC East uh, preview episode so that way you are prepared uh, for your drafts. You know what's going on. Um, I know that there are people drafting already. I'm going to continue to be a broken record. Do not draft now, please, and thank you. You will regret it. I assure you of that. Uh how can everybody follow you guys on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner, J-A-I-M-E-E-I-S-N-E-R on Twitter. Jake B. Arians. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page. Have a great Friday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.